Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Last year at this time, it wasn't easy to do this show. And it wasn't easy for four years during Trump's time in office. It's because everything was Donald Trump. It got boring to put these shows together. I'm sure at your end, receiving, listening, it was hard, too, because Donald this, Donald that. Now I'm happy, and I hope you're happy, too. We're still screwed up as a nation. The world's still screwed up. But at least we got a variety of issues to discuss. And that makes it nice. That makes it different good show tonight my friends hope you enjoy it we're going to go we're going to start with austria and then we're going to be in washington dc key west miami texas and cuba austria austria has had a major problem the last few weeks with coronavirus it hit again and it hit big time difficult to control uh so The government there, they're hard. They're difficult, as I think all governments should be. Uh, And the government said, if you are not vaccinated, you stay in your house. You cannot leave your home. And, boy, they had police and soldiers on the streets. You came out. You had a show. You got your shots. If not, boom, there was some penalty. I don't know why. Not a good way to live. Now, Austria also wanted to encourage people besides saying you can't go out. Just like we offer things in this country, some people are offering a bounty, a little money. Uh, some people offer other things. But but Austria says we got to do a job. The only way we're going to get rid of this is the vaccination. Every Anyone who doesn't believe the vaccination does the job is crazy. It does. So one of the ways they set it up, and you must understand this, I'm smiling and laughing, uh, is that Austria has legalized prostitution. Well, it just so happened that when coronavirus hit two years ago, the business of the whorehouses fell off because men were afraid to go and have sex with a woman, they assumed, it would be an easy way to pick up the virus, and they were right. But they still, they want to renew the business of the whorehouse. They want people to get vaccinated. This is the intent, the game plan of the government. So what they did was this. They, they said, and they had the brothels, I call them whorehouses, the brothels. Uh, they advertised and this was the deal on the advertisement. Come to the brothel. At every brothel that was listed, there will be two doctors and two nurses. You will quickly get your shots. You know, come back for more. At the same time, 
you will get a girl free of charge for 30 minutes for anything you want. It's fantastic, okay? And <laughs> business, it picked up. The business has picked up. More people are getting vaccinated through this system, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this wasn't all. You know, you get your shots. You get 30 minutes of free sex. Boys, 14 years of age and up. Now, they can't go to a brothel until they're, I think, 18 or 19 in Austria. But they want to get the younger people vaccinated also. So they permitted, the government again said, boys, 14 years and up. You can go to the brothel, and they'll get the shots free, but they cannot participate with the women because they're underage. But they will at least get the shots free and have the thrill of saying, I visited a brothel, even though anything didn't happen. Gets even better. Women, (laughs) women were permitted to go to the brothels uh, for the shot. And for 33 minutes uh, with, a, with one of the workers, if they so desired, appreciate that the Austrian government said we have to permit women for two reasons to participate in this program. One, we have an equality statute in Austria, so this gives the women, women the right to do it. And as we all know, this is a crazy society we live in. Some women do participate uh, who are lesbians, do participate on a, on a minimal scale, but they do participate in brothels to seek out women and have pleasure. So uh, this worked good for the women. So it was a good deal. It worked out, and it got better every day. <laughs> now, I'm going to stay with sex a bit here. I'm going to talk about pedophilia. What I'm going to talk about is absolutely disgusting. Don't understand how we permit this crap to go on in this country. Here we go. Uh, A non-binary. Now, if you don't know what binary means, I'm going to tell you in a minute. A non-binary associate professor at Old Dominican Union, Old Dominican University, rather, has called for, and I quote, the stigma, stigma of pedophilia to be delegitimatized, delegitimatized, which means, okay, you can use the term, but it won't have that, there is a bad feeling, pedophilia, you hear the term, you know, disgusting. I mean, historically, going back centuries, in the biblical times, before the biblical times, pedophilia is one of the most heinous, horrendous crimes that can be committed. You're fooling around with young children. Well, there's a professor there at Old Dominion. His name is Alan Walker. He's an associate professor. So, you know, he's not bad, this guy, on the level of being an education man. Uh, An assistant professor is the way you start. Then you get your promotion. After a few years, you're an associate. This is a good place to be. And if you're, you can do it. They think you're qualified. Eventually, you become a full professor. But this guy's got a decent place in the hierarchy of Old Dominion University. He is an associate professor. Now, uh, Alan Walker was once a girl. Now he's a boy. Once a female. Now he's a female. 
He had the surgery. And he wrote this book as to how he thinks pedophilia should be approached. He said, the term pedophilia should be used, okay, as, and I quote, minor attracted person. In other words, an individual is attracted to minor people. He says, we shouldn't call people pedophiles. We should say they are attracted to minor persons. Okay, instead of that terrible term, pedophilia, pedophile, because pedophiles' feelings might be hurt otherwise. He wrote a book on this, because the pedophile's feelings might be hurt otherwise. He also said, okay, isn't this terrible? He said, pedophilia is merely another form of sexual attraction and should be tolerated. He also admitted in his book, he is not a pedophile, but admits that he is queer. Now, a non-binary, okay, uh, person, this is the definition, a non-binary individual is a term for people whose gender equality, whose gender identity, rather, doesn't set carefully with man or woman. Man, in quotes, and woman, in quotes. Well, our professor, Alan Walker, fits the thing. This guy's got a terrific background. He's an expert. He went from being a man to being a woman. What an ugly woman he is. His pictures are on the Internet. And uh, he he might have been better off as a man. Uh, and he just thinks it's wrong, and we got to treat pedophiles better. He doesn't see anything wrong with being a pedophile. Uh, if a person is attracted to a minor, so be it. They should enjoy sex with the minor. If the sex, minors are going to enjoy it, too. Our world is getting crazier and crazier. This is an associate professor at a respected university in the United States, Old uh, Dominion, and he talks and writes like this, and he doesn't get fired. Uh, I've been worried in the last 10 or 15 years because our sexual, our acceptance of sexual mores, certain sexual activities has expanded. I, I wrote a couple of times last year or the year before. I forget what I was upset about at the time. I said, if we keep going on like this, and I'm not kidding, someday bestiality is going to be acceptable. Women having sex with dogs, men having sex with animals. You laugh at me, you think I'm saying a terrible thing. Here's a professor, a college professor, that writes a book on how pedophiles get have their feelings hurt. We've got to call them by another name. And so what? If they find a young kid that wants to have sex with them, let them. It should be perfectly acceptable. So that's the story there. Steve Bannon. No sex here. Steve Bannon. Uh, he's back again in the news yesterday, as you're aware. Uh, he appeared in federal court um, on the two misdemeanor criminal charges of failing to obey the subpoena served upon him by the January 6th uh, committee. Uh, well, uh, you know, he's happy. Do you see the smile on his face? He said, he, we're, we're going to fight back. There's gonna, people are going to be roused, you know. And Biden's going to go. This government's going to change. We're not going to take it anymore sitting back. 
You know, he sounds like a revolutionary. He is a revolutionary. I've been following him for about five, six years. Uh, the man is committed to the overthrow of established governments. I don't know why he doesn't like presently established governments, but I think he gets his rocks off, if you'll excuse me, by merely disrupting and upsetting a government and making it go in a different direction. He said about Biden yesterday morning, and I quote, we're taking down the Biden regime. Hey, with his finger pointed to the camera, we're taking down the Biden regime. If that isn't revolutionary, I don't know what is. Donald Trump. I wish we we, we, we would never have to spell, uh, uh, say his name again, but such is not the case. Uh, as you're aware, uh, he brought a, a subpoena was served on the National Archives to produce about 750 pages having to do with the insurrection. Uh, and these pages were prepared by Trump and or his friends during that time period. They are now part of the National Archive. The January 6th committee served a subpoena on the archive to produce the specified 750 pages. Trump went to court and said, you can't do this. Uh, you know, I was president. He claims he has executive privilege. Uh, but it doesn't apply to Bannon because you have to be working for the president. He never worked for the president during the time frame involved. And Biden says, I'm the president. I'm the one who has to give the permission, and I won't give it. So he must, the archive must serve those papers. Uh, the reason I'm getting into this, because you probably heard about it, is the judge who wrote the decision saying, you got to do this. <laughs> you got to produce the papers. Uh, Trump is appealing it, by the way. But the judge in a, it was a 39-page decision. I happened to read this one. Very interesting, because most of them are 150, 160 pages in federal court. Recognize this. I spent half my life in the federal courtroom. Uh, federal judges think every time they get an oddball issue or a new issue, that their case is going to be the first one deciding the issue. And they write a 150, 160, 170-page decision, not knowing that there's a half a dozen other judges doing the same thing at the same time. But here, uh, the judge, she wrote a 39-page decision. She knew how to make words flow to have meaning. And there was a line in her decision, and that's why, why I'm sharing this with you. And the line, remember, Trump is the one who brought the lawsuit. She wrote, and I quote, presidents are not kings. I repeat, presidents are not kings, and the plaintiff, Trump, is not president. Good line. Good line. She should take up writing for a living. Okay. This is humorous, but it's sad. I wrote a blog on this uh, in the last few days. I titled it, Iguanas in the Pooper, the toilet bowl, Iguanas in the Pooper. You see, we have a lot of strange bugs and animals down here. When you're in a warm place or what is a, a quasi-Caribbean island, they're all over the place. we got animals you never thought of. We've got bugs like you can't conceive of that attack your house occasionally. Uh, it's just... That's the way it is. That's the way it is down here. About 20 years ago, I used to play golf once a week. 
with the same bunch, uh, and we noticed these little animals all of a sudden appeared, maybe five, six inches along, long. Eventually, some of them became a foot long. They looked like dinosaurs, green, green. And they're, from the top of their head to their tail, they had these points sticking up. I would describe them as triangles that were the top part of their body. They had this long tail, and they had the ugliest face you ever wanted to see. Uh, it looked like it had some kind of a steel mask on it. They're called iguanas. Well, we didn't worry about it on the golf course because they weren't bothering us. Eventually, over the years, they got big. Now, some of them are three feet long. And when you went to play golf, who's hanging from a branch over your head when you're teeing off? They never bother you. They never came near us. Uh, but if you walked up to them, they wouldn't move. They'd stand there looking directly at your, in your eyes. Eyeball to eyeball. Wouldn't move, wouldn't attack you. So that was the story. Now, they kept multiplying. They're very promiscuous. They're kept, uh, kept uh, regenerating, making new iguanas. Now iguanas are all over the place. I mean, they're on our streets. They're in our yards. Now, we don't like iguanas. Forget they're in the toilet bowls now, too. We don't like iguanas because they, go, they defecate in your pool. Twice a, 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 an iguana defecated in my pool. I had to take all the water out, clean it, and put the water in. This costs money. They also eat flowers, foliage, and anything you're growing. Well, flowers don't grow naturally here. You pay to have someone plant the flowers for them to come from someplace else to make your property beautiful. And these flowers cost a lot of money. <laughs> All right? And you got to have them attended to every two or three weeks by some kind of a landscaper. They loved eating the flowers. They loved eating the vegetables. And you get to hate the iguanas. Well, you couldn't kill them. The state of Florida said they are a protected species. You cannot kill them. What the hell are you going to do with them? Uh, I have a neighbor at the time. I lived on the ocean in Key Haven. I'm not going to mention who he is. He's one of the most prominent men in town. He was growing. He, he had a nice house. He didn't have so many flowers, but he had a garden. He used to take care of his garden, tomatoes, some other vegetables. And they were eating his stuff. So he put cages up, right? And every morning he came out in a bathrobe. <laughs> the wind would be blowing his bathrobe up. He only had shorts on under it. And he had a BB gun. And he'd go up to these cages he had where they were, they were in there and they had been, <coughs> they couldn't get out. And he'd pop each one in the head. And then he would empty them off the dock into the ocean. Well, that was against the law, you know, and I, I, I'm not identifying him. But today it would be legal. It is legal now to kill an iguana. Because the state of Florida says, my God, they have multiplied they're doing damage. They do big kinds of damage. I mean, they ruin the foundations of houses. They go through the concrete. They eat through the concrete. They ruin roads. They do the same thing. This is a real problem. Uh, and the state of Florida says, we've got to do something about this. Well, let me tell you something. The pythons, which are in northern Florida, the Everglades, when the pythons first started showing up around, I think it was 1998, uh, the state said, you can't shoot them. You can't kill them. They're a protected species. Uh, what a joke. 
Now we have so many pythons. They are in the millions. I am not exaggerating. And you can kill them. They're no longer a protected species. But as the government says, the state of Florida says, there's too many now. We will never be able to eliminate them in their entirety. We can only hope to contain them. So now, last year, the year before, they said we can kill iguanas. And they said, because, you know, they're propagating. There's too many of them, all right? And we're telling you now, folks, we won't be able to get rid of them. They didn't compare it to the Python situation, but I did immediately in my head. And they said, we can only hope to contain their growth. So that's the situation we're in now. As it turns out, for the last year or two, the pythons have have discovered our toilet bowls, especially in southern Florida and all the way up to Tampa, which is not southern Florida. And they're getting into our toilet bowls. Now, how does this happen? Pythons run up and down trees. They jump from the tree to your roof. They jump into the, the, the vent, the vent pipe on the roof, the vent pipe for the toilet. They go down into the sewer operation. You have to understand. As it turns out, iguanas can hold their breath for a very long time. So they're swimming around down there looking for a way to get out. And all of a sudden they come through that three-inch toilet pipe and they find their way into the toilet bowl. And what has been happening, this is for real, what has been happening is someone goes in to sit down and they get the shock of their life. Or they go in, a man, he's standing up and he goes to go and he gets the shock of his life. And uh, that's the story of the iguanas, because the state didn't take care of them, just like they didn't take care of the python problem. Okay, where are we now? Where are we now? Okay. Something I don't approve of, I don't like. TripAdvisor, which I think is terrific, announced this past week that Key West and Miami are in the top five destinations Got it? Top five. Miami always was, but now Key West is too. They're in the top five destinations, the most popular destinations for winter, winter vacations for Americans. My God, you say that's terrific. Well, unless you've got a bar down here and you're making money off of it, it sucks, all right? Uh, we have too many people on this island. Uh, especially with the coronavirus. People couldn't leave the country. All of a sudden, they discovered Key West for the last three years. I can't tell you how many people we have down here. I have written, I have said, I say it with a smile on my face, but what I'm going to share with you now represents how bad the problem is. I have said, (laughs) this island, which is only one and a half by four miles, our beloved Key West, is going to sink into the ocean. From the sheer volume of the visitors. Now, we have, we have traffic. God help you when you drive your car. You got people on bicycles that haven't been on a bike in 50 years. You got them on motorcycles. You got them on scooters. Yeah, you got them on those new things you stand on and they're electric cars. You can stand and move along. There's no room for the cars. <laughs> it's amazing. And to show how bad this is, and this is, proves my point. For the last two years, Key West has been found to be the city with the most bicycle accidents and the most bicycle deaths. You heard me. 
most bicycle accidents and most bicycle deaths because the streets are narrow to begin with. <laughs> it's very difficult for a car and a bicycle to maneuver down what's a two-lane road with parking on one side. You understand. So that's what's happened. I think it's terrible. And the other problem is it's, that the, this article also mentioned that Key West has become a popular summer destination. And it has. The last two or three years since coronavirus again, because people couldn't go to Europe, they've been coming here. Big families come here. The town's loaded in the summertime. We have all the problems of the season here now. And I don't understand why people come in the summer. The worst possible place to come in the summer is Key West. August and September are our worst months. The, I'm laughing. The humidity is so thick, and I kid you not, you can cut it with a knife. Uh, and it's hurricane season. Who wants to be here at that time? But people come. They think it's terrific. Uh, the only people who think it's terrific are the bars and the restaurants and the hotels. It's a horrible situation. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. I've mentioned to you a few times that a writer for Vanity Fair is best loving. Best loving. She's a hell of a writer, my friends. Look up her articles. She writes one every week. And they're sort of revealing the articles, okay? She she had one published, one of her articles in Vanity Fair on October 29th. It was titled, and I quote, the lawyer defending Texas's abortion is exciting. No, I can't read this quote title again. I can't read my writing. Uh, the lawyer defending Texas abortions is as evil as you'd expect, is as evil as you expect. Now, why would the guy be evil? He's representing a client. Well, it turns out his name's Jonathan Miller. He had something to do with the writing of, of the, the law, the Texas abortion law, which is now in the court system. And he said, and I quote, that women, listen to this, he's anti-female, women should just stop having sex if they don't want to deal with unwanted pregnancies. Terrific, Mr. Mayor, Mayor, male member fall off, Okay. I'll say that for the women. Women should just stop having sex if they don't want to deal with unwanted pregnancies. He also said, okay, as quoted in Levin's article, that Miller believes, okay, over that overturning, Miller believes that overturning Roe v. Wade will provide women with an opportunity to change their whoring ways. Did you hear what I just said? All right. He believes women who get pregnant are whores. And if we get rid of Roe v. Wade so they know they can't get a, a quickly dispose of the pregnancy, uh, we're going to help them change their, and these are his words, and I quote, whoring ways. Uh, have you heard the term great resignation? Great resignation. It's a relatively new term. And here's what it has to do. You know, we're told, oh, my God, there, there, there's so many jobs available. And there are. There are. And people aren't taking them. They'd rather stay home because they learn during staying home because of coronavirus uh, that 
better working home, and they can make, can make more money if they can get a better job, whether at home or elsewhere. So they're looking for that job. The jobs that are available are Wendy's, McDonald's, and things like that, $10, $15 an hour if you're lucky. These people want to go back to $30, $40, $45 an hour, which they've, they've lost over the years. So they're staying home, and they're looking for the new and better job, and you can't blame them. They're not starving yet. I think somehow people saved money uh, when they were working at home because you didn't go out to dinner. You couldn't go anyplace. You were going to get sick and die. To show you how bad this is, people staying at home who could be working, in the month of September alone, 4.4 million people, 4.4 million people quit their jobs. Quit. They didn't. That isn't the whole number for the country. 4.4 million people in the United States quit their jobs, became part of the great resignation because they believe they can get a better job and a better, a better one that suits them better and a better paying one, okay? Uh, and these are mostly middle class people, by the way. Cuba, very quickly, because my time's running out. They thought they were going to have the big revolution yesterday. You know, they're going to have this huge demonstration in Havana, thousands of people. Uh, and in Miami, the Cuban families whose families lost all their money, when Castro took over 60 years ago and kicked people out, uh, they, they demonstrated in, in Miami at a car caravan. Well, nothing happened yesterday in Cuba. And the reason is the government wasn't stupid. They went out there, and they arrested some of the dissidents, the leaders in advance, okay? They trapped some in their homes so they had to stay in, and they flooded the streets with military so no one could take over the streets, and there was no problem. And those are things we're going to have to start doing in this country to start getting rid of the problem, which is perplexing us and killing us with these organizations, you know, uh, neo-Nazis and other type organizations. So, my friends, that is the show for tonight. Uh, join me again next week. Till then, thank you and good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.